Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Varsity Firearms Podcast, Episode 5. I am your host, John Valenti. In today's episode, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're actually going to have a guest on the show, and I figured the first guest on the show has to have some meaning, so I think I chose the right guest. His name is Scott DeBruin, and the reason I chose Scott was... Because after I released the first episode, Firearm Safety 101, I got a Facebook message from Scott. Now, two reasons I chose him. One, he actually listened to the podcast. And at the end, I asked everyone to follow me on Facebook. And he did. And he messaged me. And I'm very grateful for the kind words that Scott uh, presented to me. Uh, He knew that it was my first episode and it's not easy, but my passion is there and I did message back and forth with Scott and eventually we got on the phone together. Very interesting. He was originally from New Jersey, but then moved to Virginia. So I figured since it has to have some meaning and it's my very first podcast, it was the very first episode and my very first message. And he may have even been my very first follower for the podcast. Not 100% sure, but I'm going to say he was. So we're going to get to learn a little bit about Scott and his background in firearms and get some recommendations from Scott. He's been shooting for over 35 years. So I'm looking forward to this episode. Let's get on with it. All right, here we go. Very first guest on the Varsity Firearms Podcast. Let's all welcome Scott DeBruin. Scott, welcome. Welcome to the show. I'm really happy that you discovered the Varsity Firearms Podcast, and I'm grateful to you for following me on Facebook, which led to messaging, and then it brought us here. We had great phone conversations, and you're now on the show. So, Scott, welcome. Thank you, John. It's a pleasure talking to you. All right. So listen, I want to go over some stuff. I want to pick your brain today. I want to get get some knowledge. I want to get some opinion. I want to get your preferences. And But let's start by you telling us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how long you've been there. I know you were from New Jersey first. So give us a little background on yourself. Well, I'm 62 and I was born in New Jersey left a long time ago and have been in Virginia for the last 40 years. Wow. That's, it's a long time. So you're a true Virginia man now. I am now. They may not claim it, but I do. I understand. So how long have you been involved in firearms or shooting firearms? I started hunting as a teenager with my father, but I really started shooting firearms when I turned about 25. Oh, wow. So about how many years now? Um, 35 or so. Wow. Yeah. So you're losing track. You're losing track. So that just tells me that you're bringing a lot of experience to the show today. A lot of good experience. So that's great. I am really glad to have you today. And I'm going to 
you know, spend the whole time asking you a bunch of questions. So I'll, I'll get underway and get started, um, including a make and model. What's your favorite handgun? My favorite is a Smith & Wesson Model 66 that I've had for over 30 years at this point. Wow. Wow. So is that one of your favorites? Yes, it was. I bought it at a gun show, um, and it was an old Indiana State Trooper pistol wow. that I bought. Interesting. So it's got some history, too. Absolutely. So is that the gun that you kind of admire and take out and clean a little bit extra every once in a while? I take it out. I can't say I clean it all the time, all right. but I take it out. Uh, you know... A clean gun is a good gun. Remember that. You should know that. It's it's clean enough. All right. It's, it's clean enough to operate. So let me ask you another question. If you were going to the range today for a good, productive shooting session, what handgun would you bring and why? I would probably bring my Smith & Wesson M&P Compact. Um, it's easy to carry, easy to shoot. Um, I train with it. Um, I compete with it. Um, my carry gun is a Smith & Wesson Shield Plus, which is a little wider. Um, and you find that when you train extensively with the smaller firearms, uh, and you need to train with your carry gun as well, um, but the smaller guns tend to beat you up a little bit more. So it sounds like you're a... Uh... Smith and Wesson fan. Absolutely. Uh, reliable and they fit me very well. That's good. That's important. That's important. It's funny that you bring that up because I've been looking at the Smith and Wesson Shield Plus for, I'm going to say some time now. And I almost picked it up a few times, but you know, you talking about it is making me want to get out there and get it because um, I've read a lot of good reviews on it, and it's it's a gun on my list to to purchase. And I do have a, a couple um, couple permits to purchase because that's the way we do it in New Jersey. I know you don't deal with that, but I have a couple permits to purchase, so I might use one for the Smith and Wesson Shield Plus. So let's move into talking about your carry guns. Um, you're from Virginia, so the carry process is a little bit different. I'm sure you've been carrying for many years since you've been out in Virginia. So why don't you tell me, let's start with what you carry. What do you typically carry on a daily basis in Virginia? Um, at this point, I'm carrying a Smith & Wesson Shield Plus with a hollow sun optic. Excellent. What is that? The 507K? Yes, it's it's the small optic and it's the 507. Yes. Yeah, that's an, I love the 507. I love I love the Holosyn sights. I think they're a bit underrated considering there's a there's so many optics out there and and others get a lot of attention, but I really love the Holosyns. But so tell me about what it's like to carry in Virginia. Is there any negatives or positives? Um, it's a very simple process here. 
uh, you have to take a firearm safety course. Um, once that is done, if you go to the courthouse, you can fill out an application. It costs $50. Uh, the permit is good for five years. Oh, that's good. Um, and the only thing that they really check is whether or not you're a prohibited individual. After that, you're issued the permit. Uh, you can carry it almost everywhere um, except for government buildings and schools. Right. So after you go through that process, you're granted your true Second Amendment right, correct? Yes, but you still have to ask the government for permission for that. Okay. All right. So the process is becoming, I think we're reaching to get to that level here right now. We have, you know, we have some restrictions as well. But it's good to know that, you know, you're you're able to carry your gun and you know we have the right to protect ourselves and our family so and i i'm excited that new jersey has become a carry state you know there's so many loopholes and so many challenges but you know i think we've come a long way so you carry the smith and wesson shield so that's twice you brought that up so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with that you like that shield you you carry it a lot or do you mix it up ever Occasionally, I mix it up um, with my M&P Compact, but you can really feel the weight difference. So if you're carrying, it's got to be comfortable because if it's not, you'll stop carrying. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Do you ever have a printing problem or no? Are you okay? Oh, no, I'm, I'm okay. Um, it is very slim, so it doesn't you know, print at all. I carry it in, outside the waistband holster. Never had a problem. Oh, excellent. Excellent. That's, that's good info. It is a slim gun. It is a slim gun. So I'm a guy that really likes the training and education part of firearms, and I put a lot of work in, in the range. Tell me how much you train or how much do you shoot to stay sharp? I try and get out to the range a couple of times a month. Okay, so average you would say once a week or three times a month? Yeah, three times a month, twice a month. Um, I go to a training class almost every year. I try and schedule something once a year. Yeah, that's important. I think that's important. It just challenges you, right? Yes, and you learn some new things, even if it's not um, an in-depth class, you're always picking up something new. That's true. I mean, we, we never, it never gets old. I, I'm learning something new every day. I learned a little bit about the Smith and Wesson, Wesson Shield today. Uh, it's been on my, my list and you really making me want to go get it. So that's good. I've just learned something today. Um, let me, let me ask you another question. If you were a brand new shooter today, or let's talk about in New Jersey and you just obtained your permit to purchase a handgun, and you can only pick one gun to carry, but also use it as a home protection gun as well. So a multi-purpose gun that can cover both aspects and you could only get one. What would you go with? I'm going to give you two answers. Okay. Okay. If you are a shooter who is willing to train and practice, you can't go wrong with a 
good striker fire nine millimeter. You know, a Glock 19, a Smith and Wesson compact, um, anything along those lines. If you are not the person who is really going to train, then you are probably better off with a good double action revolver. Very, very good point. That's a very good point. Now, what do you think, in your opinion, as a new shooter, what do you think is easier to, to, to learn with, to, to control? Do you think the revolver is easier or do you think the striker fire is better? Oh, the revolver is much harder. Yeah. Uh, the, stri the striker fire is easy to learn with, um, but the one advantage to a revolver is that it teaches you fantastic trigger control because you're fighting a 12-pound trigger while keeping the sights aligned. You don't have that problem with a semi-automatic. Yeah, I agree. I agree totally. And I asked you that question because I thought the same thing. I don't want people to think it's easier because you don't shoot it's not the gun to get but it's definitely the type of gun that you can you can get multi get a multi-purpose out of and what what's your recommendation on a small revolver or a mid-size revolver i'm a smith and wesson guy I, it sounds like <laughs> it. it sounds like it so you can't go wrong with Smith & Wessons, um, but the Rugers are excellent revolvers, and also the quality on the Taurus revolvers has increased um, tremendously in the last couple of years. Yeah, you know what I just saw, actually? One of the Taurus revolvers, you can actually now mount a red dot, an optic on it. Did you, have you seen that? I've seen that. Um I think it really defeats the purpose of the revolver, quite frankly, because it makes it extremely bulky. And one of the advantages of revolvers that people forget is a lot of times you can stick them in your pocket. You're not doing that with a red dot. No, that's true. That's true. A good pocket holster and trying to squeeze the red dot in. You know what? I don't even know if I know they made the advancements to, to, create uh, the revolvers to get a red dot on them but i don't i haven't seen any holsters that support that so at least not yet you know so before we wrap this up i want to ask you four questions right that you're going to answer me right off the top of your head if you can if you need some time because you want to think about them that's fine but i'd like to hear your first reaction all right Okay. So I want you to tell me the one gun you always wanted that you don't have. A CP210, but the old version, not the new version. Okay. That's an interesting one. That's a good one. If people don't know what that is, check that out online. It's, it's a gun I wouldn't mind having either. So what is... Your preferred caliber? Nine millimeter. Excellent. Man, we are really hitting it off. Uh, what is your favorite long gun? For defensive purposes, my favorite long gun is a shotgun. 
No question. No question. I'm going to agree uh, with that too. I think that's that's the first long gun anyone should own is a shotgun, 100%. So, now that, don't let this one fool you. Now, I know you're a Varsity Firearms podcast fan, but if you had to recommend one podcast other than mine, what would it be right now for our guests to listen to? Modern Self-Protection with Ben Branham. Very good one, although he hasn't had too many new ones lately, has he? Go back to the old ones. You will learn a ton of information. I, I have been listening to them randomly, but I keep looking for a new one. That's great. That, that's, that's, that's a home run. Definitely mark that down. People listening, mark that down and expand that podcast library like we talked about in the past. All right, so here's a bonus question for you. If you can give, actually, I'm going to change my question out of you. I'm going to ask you two questions, two bonus questions. All right. If you can give one tip to a new or experienced shooter about training, what would it be? That training does not end with your concealed weapons class. Um, keep on training you will always learn um, and besides a firearms class take some sort of medical training a first aid class a stop the bleed class something like that because you will find that that becomes more useful to you than a firearms class awesome stuff i love it i love it i'm going to ask you another question now pretty much the same one but i'm going to change one word if you can give one tip to a newer experienced shooter about safety, what would it be? Realize that a firearm is not a toy. Uh, it, is not some, it is not something to play around with. Um, and you have to treat it as a deadly weapon because that's what it is. It sure is. Firearm safety is so important. It's it's so important. And I think that if you can understand all the safety aspects, it's gonna make you a better shooter. I just that's I just feel like if you can get gain all that safety knowledge and know how to handle that gun properly, it helps your shooting. You know, it's just and just people people will recognize it and people will know that you are a, a talented shooter and that you, you just, you take the responsibility of gun ownership seriously. What do you think? Absolutely. Um, gun ownership is a right, but it's also responsibility. I couldn't say and it better. You have to be responsible with that firearm. Excellent. Excellent stuff. So Scott, I'm going to get to the end of the podcast here, and I want to thank you for all the knowledge and rec recommendations that you shared today. I appreciate you talking, taking the time, talking to us on the show. I'm grateful for your support. Hopefully, we can get back together on the show again, and we'll, we'll hit some other topics. But I just really want to thank you for following the podcast, for being on the show, and for, for bringing so much so much knowledge onto the show coming from, you know, 
a good experienced firearms owner and shooter all the way out in Virginia. So I, I greatly appreciate you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thanks. Have a good one, Scott. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, we finished the first interview on the Varsity Firearms podcast. What a gentleman Scott was. I really enjoyed the interview. I am looking forward to doing more. I'm happy that we're able to share the support, the knowledge, the skill among this great gun community. We really are good people and we stand for good values. And I look forward to getting more interviews and bringing more people on the show. And if you're ever interested, please just send me an email and we will grow together. All right, that concludes episode five of the Varsity Firearms Podcast. Another one in the books, this time with a new twist. Great guest, Scott DeBruin. Thanks again, Scott, for coming on the show. Thanks for the knowledge. Thanks for the opinion. And don't forget Scott's recommendations. A good multi-purpose firearm for home protection slash carry. The Glock 19, which you guys know I already love. And the Smith & Wesson M&P Compact. He also brings up a good option for a carry gun which is the Smith & Wesson Shield Plus. And he recommends the podcast, Modern Self-Protection. It's a great podcast. Get out there and look at it. You will learn from it. I guarantee it. So as we wrap this up, make sure you check out my good friends over at News2A, N2A. They're on Facebook and Twitter. Make sure you follow them. This way you get all the quality, good information out there in the 2A community. And don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Varsity Firearms. Instagram, Varsity underscore Firearms. On Twitter, I'm now on Twitter, Varsity Firearms. Also, you can email me anytime, any questions or concerns at varsityfirearmstraining at gmail.com. If you're bored and have some downtime, check out my website at varsityfirearms.com. Take care and be safe.